Hello, welcome to this week's opening bell. I'm Boxing News Editor Tris Dixon. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm here, uh, as often is the case, with Matt Christie. Um, how's it going, Matt? Yeah, good, good. You're speaking really quickly. Does this mean we've got to get through it in, in, in double quick time? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, like, it's probably like a nervous tick now that's come along. Okay. Um, no, we're coasting. We're coasting cool, today. Cool, cool. We've got a bit of time. That's good. Um, yeah. Um, there's no more BS. Apparently so. And uh, if you've uh, seen this week's uh, issue or not, um, I recommend you take a look because that's exactly what Tyson Fury said uh, in an exclusive interview that I've done with Tyson ahead of his return to the ring on Saturday night. Uh, Matt, you're not going to be ringside, but no doubt you'll be watching it at some yep. point. Uh, are you looking forward to seeing the return of Tyson Fury? I am looking forward to seeing the return of Tyson Fury. Um, I mean, I will be blogging, hopefully, as long as my, my daughter... Um, it gets off to sleep okay, but yeah, I should be blogging live so people can get involved that way. But um, yeah, really looking forward to Fury. I think the opponent is not that inspiring for, for someone who, who now is widely thought of as a top 10 heavyweight, but he's got to start somewhere. He's been out of the ring for a long time. So yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. You say that, I mean, obviously Fury's been clobbered a few times uh, in recent, or I was going to say recent fights, he hasn't fought recently, but in his fights. And so he's fighting a guy with 28 knockouts and 29 wins. Um, I mean, there's a, that's that's the part of the allure of Tyson, though, isn't it? You know, the fact that he could go over. Yeah. I'm not saying he could be beaten. I'm not saying Joe, Joe Eagle's in his class at all. But, you know, there could be some entertainment there with him against a puncher and him taking it for granted, as he often seems to do. Yeah, well, he went through a phase, didn't he, a couple of years ago when he was on the way up when he fought the likes of Nikolai Furthur and I forget the other guy, that the guy who was... Um, I can't remember he his name. He some massive right hands. And, and he, he got, got he actually, actually, he actually got dropped. And it was, uh, yeah, it was a peculiar sight because I was ringside for that when he actually got dropped, seeing, seeing someone of that size fall, fall on his back. So, yeah, he can take punches. He's, he's not a perfect fighter. Um, but it would be a massive, massive upset if, if, if Abel did anything other than caused him a few uncomfortable moments. I don't really expect those, to be honest. Why are you looking forward to seeing Tyson Fury fighting on Saturday night? Because he's a massive, he's a massive, in, in more, than, more than one sense of the word, he's a massive um, heavyweight contender. And at the moment, he's involved in this whole new revolution for me. He's one of the key players since Vitaly Klitschko has walked away from the sport. And Fury, in three or four years' time, should be approaching his peak. So let's, let, let, let's get involved with this journey. Okay. Uh, he's fighting uh, on the Copper Box show, which also features uh, the return of uh, the enigmatic Derek Chisora. Who's fighting Kenny Enigmatic. Johnson? Enigmatic. That's fair, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Enigmatic? Yeah, pragmatic. I guess. Yeah. That's, uh, description. <laughs> yeah. Um, Chisora, Kevin Johnson. Um, is it a tougher fight for Derek than the one that Fury's got? I, I doubt that will that, that that Johnson will be any more willing than Abel, unfortunately. But I think really this fight, if 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 it's an entertaining fight, I'll be surprised. Johnson, Chisora. Um, I was there when, when basically Chisora was told that he had Kevin Johnson. Then it was at the press conference and, and Chisora was there saying he only found out 20 minutes ago. And excitement was certainly not the word I'd use to describe his emotion upon finding out who his opponent would be. And you can understand that. Perhaps we're underestimating Johnson a little bit. Widely beaten by Vitaly Klitschko, who was much bigger. Widely beaten by Tyson Fury, who was much bigger again. Perhaps Johnson might fancy his chances against the shorter Derek Chisora. But you have to wonder how much ambition he's got left. And let's face it, he's only found out about this fight at short notice. And he knew about the Vitaly Klitschko fight and the Fury fight for a lot longer. And he certainly didn't inspire on either of those two occasions. 
I think you need to slow down a little. Bit. <laughs> well, I'm just. I'm hurry, I'm oh, no, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to sound less boring to to our listeners. I'm trying to sound exciting, vibrant, like I'm loving life, which of course I am. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I'm glad, glad to hear it. Um, I mean, I spoke to. I've spoken to all of those guys actually this week, with the exception of Joey Abel. Um, I've also spoken to Deontay Wilder and. One thing that I've said in the, in the digital edition, um, in the video on that, um, and I, I won't sort of repeat it word for word, but one thing that I'm captivated by is this mix of personalities in the heavyweight division that's coming through yeah. that aren't the Klitschko's. Or yeah. even even if you factor Vladimir into the equation now, you've yeah. got Vladimir, Chisora, Fury, um, Wilder, um, possibly uh, Bryant Jennings, there's some matches there that will get me excited. And I'm not saying I'm going to see Ali Frazier 1. I'm not going to say I'm no. going to see Foreman, Foreman Ali or anything like that. But the blend of personalities and fighting styles leaves the door open for some really entertaining fights in a division that's been asleep for a decade. Yeah, it really has. It reminds me a little bit, and I don't think we're, we're going to... I certainly, you mentioned, you mentioned that era of the 70s there. And I don't think we're even about to see anything like the 90s where we had like Hollyfield and, and, and Riddick Bowe and, and, and Tyson, his second incarnation. But it reminds me of that a little bit when you had a few heavyweights to get excited about when Riddick Bowe, Bruce Seldon, Tommy Morrison, Ray Mercer were all starting out. It reminds me of that a little bit. And let's hope that, like you say, I can't remember a time in, in, in recent history where we have been a little bit just a little bit excited about the heavyweight division. I think it's fair to say we both are at the moment. Mm. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, another fight on that copper box bill, Vivian Harris-Bradley Skeet. Good fight for, for Skeet? I think that's been called off. <gasps> Vivian ha Apparently, according to Vivian Harris's Facebook, he failed the British medical after um, previously getting the all-clear over in America. So I think I think that's been called off. It would have been a good test for him, but... But Harris was certainly looking like at the, at the marks of a, of a shot fighter for a while now. There you go, breaking news on yeah, this yeah, week's opening bell. You heard it here first. Well, if you haven't been on Facebook this morning anyway. Yeah. Um, so there was some interesting stuff from Deontay Wilder this week yeah. in, the, in the guest column. Um, what do you make of, of Wilder and how, how he fits into the division? I like Deontay Wilder. Um, there's, there was a part of me which reminded me of Michael Grant a little bit, who was exposed by Lennox Lewis, um, but, you know, he was kind of a... But I think Wilder perhaps has got a bit more ability about him. I think the thing that, that concerns me about Deontay Wilder is I've spoke to some people in America, and there are kind of rumours doing the rounds that he can't take a punch. We haven't seen that yet, but with every heavyweight in history, that's going to be a criticism that's kind of aimed at them before they have that kind of... They have that fight, before they have that chance to define themselves in the ring. Um, but for for me, Wilder, his personality, that punching power is something absolutely ferocious. It's almost out of this world. Um, so, yeah, quite excited to see what happens with Deontay Wilder. And also, I mean, if he can somehow lay his hands on the WBC belt at the end of the year, maybe Vladimir Klitschko against Deontay Wilder in America would be huge, huge. Yeah, you could see that doing big business in the US, couldn't you, that, yeah. that fight? Um, okay, interesting stuff. Um, with regards to uh, what else we've got in the magazine this week, as well as my big interview with Tyson Fury, we've got the first part of a three-episode uh, three series with Bernard Hopkins. 
Actually, it's not with Bernard Hopkins. It, it's by Nigel Collins, who's chronicled um, the life and times of Bernard Hopkins, and it is thoroughly engaging and well worth a read. Some really good behind-the-scenes stuff here. The first part about the start of Bernard Hopkins's career, just putting together the second part for next week's magazine. And there's also a fascinating insight into the life and times of Anne Wolfe uh, by Thomas Jabezi. Um, really, really cracking feature in there. Um, well worth looking up. Um, Matt, elsewhere this week, uh, the result of the poll uh, has been announced. Um, it looks like uh, the fight we're uh, perhaps not so desperate to see, um, Khan and um, Mayweather, is going to happen on May the 3rd. It's looking that way, isn't it? <coughs> it's looking that way. I know, now, let me see. I never said I didn't want to see it, though. I said that there's more worthy challenges out there and that Floyd should be looking for other people. I'm still intrigued to see it. But, I mean, I think at the same time, it's not like I'm intrigued to see it in the sense that I'm going to race out and put 20 quid on Amir Khan to win. No, I wouldn't do that. I, w I wouldn't do that, to be honest with you. Go slightly slower, not race out. Yeah, yeah, just have a little amble and have but a think about no, it. No, I'm not, and I'm not, don't get me wrong, I'm not even going to become an apologist for the fight. Obviously, now, now it looks like it's going to be made because that's not the case. I still think um, Mayweather would have been better looking for a guy who's got some form at welterweight yeah. or at like middleweight or ideally for me as a, as a, as a fight fan, stepping up to middleweight and, ch and testing himself. Um, yeah, or at least someone who's active. Yeah, that too. I mean, yeah, Khan hasn't fought now. It would have been with April. April. Yeah. And one fight in, what, 20 months, something like that? Yeah. Yeah. So, or two, yeah, two fights in 18 months or something, isn't it? Cause the, the, um, the Carlos Molina fight was in the preceding December, so December and April. Yeah, I, th I, I, I agree. I think, I think the thing is, is that, is that Khan perhaps brings something that, yeah. that other opponents don't. Let's not go down that road again. But the fact that, that Khan hasn't fought anyone world-class, okay, you can make the argument that Julio Diaz is world-class because of what he achieved in the past, but he's not, he's not at that level anymore. But the last two times Khan has been in with someone at world level, he was knocked out in four rounds and he was controversially beaten over 12. Mm. Yeah, I think it's... Um and obviously, like I said, there's no form at welterweight either. No. Providing the fight will be made at that, that yeah. weight. So, interesting stuff. I mean, what happened? Obviously, it's not been confirmed, but what do you think happens to Maidana next? Uh, there was some talk that, um, that Adrian Broner was going to have that rematch. I suspect, because that was, that was quite heavily rumoured a while just after Christmas or around Christmas time. And it, that was from Adrian Broner himself. I suspect that Broner has been talked out of doing that which yeah, is come. perhaps wise maybe they should put that on the undercard brilliant to have on the undercard yeah put that on the undercard and why don't we, if providing James DeGale comes through his fight then obviously you got Mayweather promotions Badu Jack you could yeah. put James DeGale Badu Jack on that bill yeah makes sense get some British involvement over there seeing as seeing as um, well I'm not convinced that Khan's going to be taking 20,000 out like Ricky Hatton did to Las Vegas no, I can't see that. I can't see that. He'll, he'll, he'll get some support out there, though, definitely. Yeah, I mean, um, it's not at all a criticism, but the Brits don't need any excuse to go out to Las Vegas for, <laughs> for, a, week, for a week in the spring, do they? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, yeah, interesting. Um, okay, where else are we this week? What's going on online? Um, we What's going on online? There's a few bits and bobs, actually. There's something interesting I think you wanted to mention. Uh, in one way or another, was about Muhammad Ali's 
gloves which are up oh, for yeah. auction at the end of February in New York. February 22nd, I believe, which will be two years uh, before the 50-year anniversary of when Ali, or Cassius Clay as he was then, won his first world title when he stopped Sonny Liston after he retired after six rounds. And those very, very gloves are going up for auction and they're expected to raise half a million dollars. Yeah, um, and that does segue quite nicely on something I wanted to ask. Um, each week, as I mentioned last week, uh, we do something on the website, Heroes and Villains. Um, this week, Matt's posed a question to the team. Uh, if you could buy any one item and money was no object from boxing's past, what would you buy and why? And now I'm going to make this into a competition. One winner, so the best answer, uh, will get sent something from the Boxing News office. Um, <laughs> make it sound like station reels, <laughs> some paper clips. Um, I don't know what, maybe uh, a Boxing News annual and something else. Yeah. Um, so send in your best answer. What would you buy and why, if money was no object, what would you buy and that, that boxing memorabilia-wise? Um, I'd be interested to know what you think. And one of the rules is you can't use one of the answers that's being used on the website. So you're going to have to check the website. I like what you're doing. See that? <laughs> yeah. I'm getting those page views. I'm getting those page views. Yeah. So, or trying to get those page views. Um, yeah, so check out this week's Heroes and Villains. Uh, see what we've done on the website and give us something different. Um, okay, um, elsewhere this week, um, we've got Chris Algieri who's fighting on Friday night on ESPN. Uh, there's a smaller show in France, Eurosport, but bring back, um, back to the table, um, a show in Germany. Um, but mostly it's about the copper box this week. Um, there's a show coming up in Ireland, Hassan Damjikam. Have you seen Rings? I've before, seen him, yeah, yeah. Saw him against Quillen. Cracking fighter in G Camp, yeah, or cracking fight or cracking fighter. I thought he was. A, I thought he was. A, I thought he was a good. I had him. I think he got knocked down like four times. If it hadn't been for those knockdowns, I'd have had him ahead in that fight. I think Quillen is an interesting guy. Isn't yeah, it? interesting yeah, yeah. character. I'd be interested. I mean, what's what's interesting about that division is uh, obviously it looks like Martina is going to fight Miguel Cotto on uh, June the seventh. Providing Martinez comes through that, and you can't say for sure that he will, but providing he does, um, Martinez and Golovkin they seem to be the top two, and then there's everyone else jostling. But yeah. that, doesn't that seem to be the case? Which is another reason why Martinez and Golovkin seem such a natural fight to happen. I hope it does happen. I don't think it will, but I really, really hope. I hope it does happen at some point down the line, or if Cotto springs the upset. Cotto, Cotto against Golovkin. I, th I, th I think like the heavyweights. I think like the heavyweight division. The middleweight division for me is, is probably historically my next favourite. And I think those two divisions, they, they need a unified champion. I think Golovkin crunches Cotto. Yeah, you'd say that, wouldn't you? But what if, what if Cotto comes out, blasts Martinez out? I still, you know what, I still don't think Cotto's the same fighter that he was pre-Margarito 1. No, it took a lot out of him, didn't it? But I think the way that he did rebuild after that, and also, he then went. He had that punishing fight against Pacquiao, which is perhaps Pacquiao's finest ever moment. Um, he then he, he still came because he looked for me. I thought, no, that's it. Cotto's done. But he's he has reestablished himself as as one of the premier forces in the game. And fair play to him for that. You talk about Pacquiao's great moments. It might be a great moment for Pacquiao in April. You're heading out to see um, Pacquiao yeah. Bradley. Yeah. What are your thoughts ahead of that fight? I mean, what type of fight are you expecting? 
what kind of buzz do you think that fight can feasibly generate? I think because I think that the main story of the first fight was the controversy of the decision. It wasn't it wasn't in anybody's list for fight of the year. It wasn't a brilliant fight. Perhaps their styles may not mesh, but I think if any fighter is gonna get Pacquiao's you know, his 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 savagery back, perhaps it's this one. Perhaps it's this one because maybe he will want to go out there and take it out of the judge's hands. Um I, I'm of the belief that, that Pacquiao has got some years left in him, not as that crazed you know, destroyer he was before. I think we're going to see new facets to his game, and I think perhaps we'll start to see that against Bradley. I, head on the block, fancy Pacquiao to win this and really, really get some momentum going for the end of his career. Okay. Um, all right. What else is going on? Um, it's cold, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> It is cold out there. We need, we need a, um, yeah, we could do with some um, heavyweight action this weekend to, to um, I don't know, to do something with. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm just hoping that, that, because obviously this is, this is almost like a, this is like a trailer, isn't it, to, to what we hope to be a summer blockbuster between um, Tyson Fury and Derek Chisora. And I just hope that we get, we get some good action at some point to, to get that, to get the, to get the juices flowing for that, for that fight. You know, um, I talked a bit about rematches in my column this week. Um, there's Frotch Groves 2, which looks like it could be close to being made, and that'll be at the end of May. And if Khan Mayweather is at the start of May, if you had to buy one pay-per-view, Khan Mayweather, Frotch Groves, based on the main event, and you can only see one, which one are you going to buy and why? It's going to have to. If Frotch, to me, that's almost a no-brainer. Frotch... Frotch Groves, first one, first one was a great fight. It's got the story just keeps building and building between the pair of them. Um, to be honest with you, I've been, although I've enjoyed sitting back and watching Floyd May with the masterclasses, I'm never getting close to the edge of my seat, whereas I was really off it for the first Frotch Groves fight. Yeah, okay. Um, interesting, obviously Frank Warren's looking to put together the, the, Ch the Chisora Fury rematch, like I say. How would you see that fight going any differently to the first fight? It's, it's, it's really, uh, to me, that's a really hard fight to call. I'll be interested to see how they both look at the weekend. Chisora has been in excellent form recently. Um, I've had quite a few conversations since that first Fury fight with Don Charles, Chisora's trainer. He is adamant, absolutely adamant that Chisora hasn't, of course he's got to say this, but he's, you know, he's, he's said certain things as well that, that really, he sense that, that Chisora really fancies that rematch against Tyson Fury. I was there for the first fight, and there were moments in that fight where Chisora really was making life uncomfortable for Fury. He was getting inside the lead, he was banging away with short hooks on the inside, um, and he, but he just didn't seem to have the fitness. He couldn't sustain that level of attack for 12 rounds. If he can do that, 12 rounds and I think we've got a really really interesting rematch yeah because I think Fury will come in in better shape than he ever has done yeah. before um, which would be intriguing see David Hayes made some no noise about possibly coming back providing his injury heals I think he said providing he can get to about 85% that would be enough for him to come back uh, we'll obviously have to see but Fury Chisora I find it I find it really interesting I think they've both improved Chisora, you have to give him an A for his activity. Four fights, four wins last year, which is great. But don't forget, I mean, he got hit and wobbled a little bit in, yeah. in, in his last fight. Yeah. Uh, he didn't dazzle in the, was it the fight before that, when he sort of understandably 
struggled after so so soon after the loss of Dean Powell. The fight before, obviously, we didn't have things all his own way against Malik Scott, who's a good no. heavyweight, and you know there are many people saying that that fight shouldn't have been stopped. So I'm not sure that this four and zero four wins in, like, is flattering to deceive a little bit. Yeah, I, and I mean, how many top ten heavyweights were in those top four? None. No, I, I agree with you. Gerber was exposed by um, uh, Michael Sprott beforehand. He lost a, you know, had a, he lost a ten-round decision to, to Michael. No disrespect to Michael Sprott there. Um, and of course, Malik Scott really he had, he hasn't got a victory on his record over anybody noteworthy. Um, I think what was impressive for me in terms of Chisora is he was so low after being knocked out by David Hay. That loss came on the back of some disappointing results. He seems to have his confidence back. He's got his focus back. And what's impressive for me is his his levels of fitness. Is, mm. is it the lightest he's been? He just seems really, really dedicated. And I think if any fighter is gonna is is you know if anybody's looking at making a run in a, at a boxing career, they've really, really got to be sure that they're in top physical shape. They're giving everything the best they possibly can. And I think for the first time in his career, Derek Chisora can say that. Okay, interesting. Um, You've mentioned in a news story here about Jean Pascal wanting a third fight with Bernard Hopkins. Um, we've put it out to uh, some of the readers what would happen uh, should Hopkins fight um, Sergey Kovalev, whose um, latest fight was announced last night. Um, Hopkins Kovalev, Matt, who wins and how? You've got a favour Kovalev. You've got a favour Kovalev. He's. Um you know, he's not, he's not just like a mindless slugger, head down, bombs away. He's, it's, it's an educated a, approach to destruction. And, um, you know, you'd have to, you'd have to favour him. Hopkins has been, has really been picking po opponents recently um, that he's convinced he'd beat. And I'm sure he's convinced he'd beat Kovalev. Um, I'd have to favour Kovalev. Um, it's not a fight that I'd like for a, f you know, a 49 year old man to take at some point he's gonna he's gonna lose if he fights the likes of Kovalev and he's possibly gonna get knocked out as well. You don't wanna see that. You don't wanna see that. But you can understand why people would pick Hopkins because on paper Kovalev, knockout artist, like Kelly Pavlik, uh, like Tavoris Cloud, um, who 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 Hopkins could, could possibly pick apart in school. And expose. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, sure. I mean that's what Hopkins has done best and over the years, part yeah. Of, yeah. I mean Felix Trinidad and other Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, plenty of plenty of um school for thought there for Hopkins Kovalev. I wonder if they will try to do it. one of Hopkins' greatest hours was obviously at the Boardwalk Hall where Kovalev fights next at the end of March. Um be interesting to see what route they do go down. Obviously, the yeah. fight that everyone wants is Kovalev Stevenson. So, yeah. all being well, HBO will bank some money from this, this Stevenson fight or Kovalev fight, and then they can get those two in together. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think for for Hopkins. I mean, they initially were talking about Shumanov, weren't they? For him, that I think would be a better. Let, let, let's stick him in with Shumanov. Let's see how he gets on with with, with Shumanov, who looked impressive last time out. If Hopkins is still is still dominating these young guys, then perhaps perhaps we can start to think about Kovalev. Okay, all right. I think that just about brings us to a close today, Matt. Is there anything that you wanted to add to our um, listeners in closing? Uh, I don't think so. You're happy with that? Yeah, pleased with Job that. Done. Yeah. Um, okay, I think we're just about there, um, guys. Uh, send us a tweet to Matt or myself. Um, what piece of memorabilia you would most like to buy? Not one of the ones we've picked on uh, Heroes and Villains this week. Uh, looking forward to getting your responses. 
um, and uh, and we'll send out a prize to the winner before the end of the week. Uh, until next time, guys, thanks a lot for joining us. <laughs>